Each week, we are lucky to have with us for a global economy check, Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist with Charles Schwab. Nice to see you, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. We've had a big week when you look abroad, right? Because as I was saying earlier, many hikes. We had RBA at 50 basis points, a Bank of Canada 75 basis points, and the ECB with an unprecedented move, 75 basis points. Um, what does it mean to you to see the global efforts to tame inflation here with higher rates? Well, it, and it's not ending anytime soon. So what it, what it says to me is that the central banks are really trying to communicate that they're very serious about bringing down inflation. But, you know, the biggest component, the stickiest component of inflation right now is rental prices, you know, rental, uh, what, it, what it takes to rent an apartment, a condo, a house. And that is very difficult to control with interest rates. In fact, raising mortgage rates actually pushes more people into the rental market, uh, bidding up those those uh, those prices. And as a result of that, you know, it could be a while until we see overall inflation come down, given that housing just makes up such a big chunk of that. So I do worry a little bit that they might be pushing a little bit too hard, given that the lever they're trying to use may not have that much impact on, on the housing market, which is really the issue for inflation right now. Yeah, and you know, I have to tell you, we talk about the wealth effect and what's been happening here. And there's just some of the rhetoric that's been coming out. First of all, Jay Powell said we can't have inflation stay too long at these high levels because then that will become the norm and it will become increasingly difficult to battle inflation. So I thought that was an interesting one. The other is, as you mentioned, housing and um, that coming down with higher mortgage rates and the housing demand dropping a little bit. People's wealth in their homes has also dropped in addition to their stock market bank accounts. Um, so what do yeah, you make that, of some right. of these ideas? Yeah, there's a lot of wealth effects that are circulating around. While people still feel pretty confident in their job prospects, uh, certainly their their stock market accounts or their, their investments, their home, they might feel a little bit more concerned about. And we're seeing that show up in terms of sales growth. Uh, where I think as we get into this earnings season, we may hear a lot more from companies about concerns about the top line. You know, there's been a lot of focus on margins lately, but I think it's the top line that's really more at risk here. Not only have we seen inventories back up as a sign of weaker demand. But we're also seeing just overall slower purchases of higher, bigger ticket items, everything from furniture and clothing all the way through to you know, laptops and phones. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. But I imagine it'll be maybe a more um, lackluster holiday shopping season than maybe what many companies had hoped for. So, yeah, that's whole, a part of it, too, because um, whatever happened with the two negative quarters of GDP growth, right? Um, whatever happened to that concept? De defining what recession is and what will you be looking for going forward? Now, that still is the definition of recession outside the U.S. Almost every country follows that as sort of the arbiter of, of what uh, what they would define as a recession. But the U.S. does things a little differently. Uh, I, I think that right now, what I'm watching most closely is the Purchasing Managers Index, the PMI. You'll hear me talk about that a lot. It's the most timely indicator of economic activity around the globe. The global version of that, the composite version of the PMI, came out on the 6th of September. It's a survey of business leaders around the world, and that dipped for the first time below 50. 50 is the dividing line between growth and contraction, essentially growth and recession. And we finally got that. And what that tells me is we're probably headed for an earnings recession. This is usually a, a, an indicator. Three months later, we start to see earnings begin to, to we, we tend to see a, a real close relationship. This tends to lead earnings by about three months. And it is pointing to a decline in earnings on a year-over-year -year basis, something analysts haven't quite caught on to yet.
Yeah, well, if we start to see um, earnings deteriorate, right, that could be, certainly could be problematic. But at the same time, there's other parts that seem to be doing well. The supply chain is improving. I have to imagine that getting labor in the right places, I mean, skilled labor has certainly been a very, very big challenge. And getting someone to do the work and having them stay there in that job has been a challenge. But I would think that some of this is improving. Yes, and, and that suggests maybe a mild recession. We often get caught up in this, you know, recession, yes or no. And, and the reality is, how much of a slowdown are we looking at? Is it deep or is it more mild? And I think what you just pointed to suggests it's probably a bit more mild. And even as we look at the earnings picture, probably a bit of a mild re earnings recession than maybe something we saw back in 2020 with the, the huge drop in, in sales and everything that came along with it, or, or back in 2008 and 2009 in the great financial crisis. So this could be more of a glance blow with a decline on a year-over-year -year basis for profits. And I think stocks have largely priced in that kind of an outcome. But of course, you know, as we get into the earnings season, the extrapolation that the market may do, well, it could go either way. I think we're more likely to get somewhat disappointing guidance from businesses than encouragement that uh, profits are going to remain robust. So I'm a little worried here over the next month or so that, that stocks could see a little bit more downside or perhaps just more of the volatility like we're seeing today. Right, understood. And then at this point, too, another indicator that you watch so closely is the global PMI prints, right? What, what are you seeing there? Yeah, so, you know, this unfortunately is, I think it's headed down. It just crossed over 50 on the downside. And the leading indicators like the new orders component or new export orders also headed further, uh, further to the downside. So this is all telling me that probably starting in September, the global recession may have begun. Maybe a mild one, but it is something to keep a close eye on. And we're seeing more, about 50% of the countries that produce a PMI, 37 different countries around the world, nearly half of them now have a PMI below 50. So I'm watching this very closely. We can see how rapidly this tends to fall. And it has been a quite rapid move here, even just in the last couple of months. Can the market go higher during a recession? Because if we're likely to have a recession or some sort of economic downturn or earnings um, that are less than they've been into 2023, can the market still move higher? I think it can. Markets usually bottom fairly early in a recession. They, they tend to be rallying by the time uh, we're in the, the last few months of the recession. And a lot of that will depend on uh, what the Fed does, uh, when it signals that it might be feeling like it's become successful. Uh, and, and a lot of that may depend on the inflation situation for housing. But I, I think ultimately uh, the picture is going to, the, the picture on uh, interest rates and inflation will probably decide that. And yeah, usually stocks tend to rally through the end of a recession. One of the things to focus on is probably not the labor market that's usually a lagging indicator, both on going in and coming out. So I'm, I'm more focused on those components of inflation that are driving the Fed right now. And I think we'll start to see them come down later this year, but maybe more significantly in the first quarter of, of next year. Yeah. And as you said, watching those business leaders and seeing what their guidance, their financial guidance is, is key as well. Jeffrey Kleintop, always nice to have you on the show. So glad you're Thanks, able to Nicole. join us. Chief Great Global Investment Strategist, Charles Schwab. Thank you.